what's happening in Surrey? What's happening in Vancouver? What's happening with some of the uh, incumbent mayors being ousted? Lots of change, lots of sweeping change. And you know what the Vancouver election super uniquely, I think, has has garnered the attention both federally and provincially when it comes to governments. Here's conservative leader Pierre Polyev on the results of Ken Sim winning the mayor's office in Vancouver in a landslide. But voters in Vancouver have said enough. They have fired the NDP mayor and rejected the radical policies and instead voted to remove the gatekeepers to build more affordable homes and bring in common sense laws to restore safe streets. Will the government in Ottawa finally get the message? Okay, so I said federally and provincially closer to home here at the legislature. Vancouver's mayoral races was a hot topic as well. Here's the official opposition, B.C. Liberal leader Kevin Falcon yesterday. There was a very strong message of change. A little bit of a shorter clip than I was expecting. The clip we were looking for was actually from the B.C. legislature yesterday. And instead of even playing a clip, you know what? Why don't we just go to the source? Waiting on the line, Kevin Falcon, the B.C. Liberal leader, is with us. Thank you for doing this, sir. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Jody. And I have to say, just a a real shout out. I'm thrilled that you're bringing those young people uh, from Chilliwack. And please uh, give them my commendation for the work they're doing. That's fantastic. Thank you. I will. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to speak with Isabella and she is a budding young activist and she's very, very motivated with her, with her fellow students to just be heard. You know what? And that's such a huge part of the kids are all right moving forward. Right. Education, the want to vote. Before we even get to what you said in the ledge yesterday, were you surprised by the voter turnout for this municipal election, particularly in Vancouver? Uh, not particularly. I mean, I know it's 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 tough. Uh, you voter turnout at municipal elections. This is always a story for as long as I've ever recalled there being municipal elections. People bemoan the fact that the turnout isn't higher. I think in some part because it's intimidating to you know look at a a ballot list with you know so many names on it, and I think some people are are perhaps intimidated by that. But there's just no question that uh, uh, what the results uh, portend. And, Yes, it's, uh, I think, disheartening that that so few people uh, do turn out to vote, and yet so many more uh, want to complain about our elected officials. Let's talk about you in the legislature, speaking particularly about endorsements and how uh, David Eby chose to endorse the now outgoing mayor of Vancouver. What sparked that, and what's your message there? Well, I was frankly just flabbergasted that he would do it. First of all, um, it was pretty clear that, you know, the the ND, former NDP mayor, uh, Kennedy Stewart, had overseen, uh, you know, an administration uh, and uh, a, a challenging uh, situation in the streets where four people a day are being attacked by random strangers. It's chaos in the downtown east side and increasingly throughout other communities, including Yaletown and soon to be Kitsilano, et cetera. And I think that people were just so fed up and it was so apparent to me. And I heard this not just in Vancouver, but across the province as I was traveling across the province all summer. And the fact that he would come out and, and not just publicly endorse him, but then double down by going out and actively campaign knocking on doors, as did Adrian Dix and George Heyman from the NDP, by the way. Uh, it seems that, you know, their their entire team was trying to get behind 
Kennedy Stewart and maintain the status quo in the city. And, and uh, it was no surprise to me that they all got very, very badly thumped because I think the public is fed up with the status quo and they want to see change. And, and they're tired of being afraid to walk in their own streets and they're tired of having the third highest housing prices in North America, et cetera. So um, no surprise to me except the fact that he would actually go and put his, uh, uh, his weight behind uh, a candidate that was on the wrong side of all the issues. There's no question. Just open up the phone lines here on CKNW and you, you will hear people say, I am I'm sick of the crime, the escalation of crime, the feeling unsafe in, in, in the city, in the province. Also, with the affordability issues, the housing issues, you've touched on all the hot button issues. What would you do if you had the ability to make immediate change on some of these files? Let's start with crime. What would Kevin Falcon and the B.C. Liberals do uh, first to try and, and halt what we see in other jurisdictions, not just here in British Columbia, not just across this country, but all over North America. This is an issue. It, sure, but it's the worst here that we have ever seen. I, I you know, I grew up in, as, as I'm sure you did too, Jody, I born and raised uh, in, you know, Vancouver, and I have never seen a level of violence and random attacks and just social chaos and disorder like we're seeing. So what would we do? Number one, give direction to the Crown Prosecutors in BC that they are to put the public interest, in other words, public safety, before the rights of repeat violent criminals uh, to be able to be released so they can reoffend. That is a very important direction that the Attorney General could give and should have given many, many months ago. Now, understand, we raised this issue almost a year ago, and David Eby denied first that there was even a problem. And, And then when we kept putting the pressure on him, he finally hired two consultants to go spend four and a half months to come back and tell him how to do his job. He has been the attorney general since day one. I want to underscore this. And when the report came back, it was so damning that the NDP tried to hide it. They, first of all, didn't release it. They just released some of the recommendations. And then they hid the report and finally released it on the Saturday of a long weekend, hoping that nobody would notice. Uh, We did notice. And we brought it forward. And it was very damning. And it said that there's lots of things they could be doing. The situation is real. Um, he's wrong to try and deny that, uh, you know, things are actually getting better when they're clearly not. And and we continue to push them on those uh, issues today, even today in the legislature, because they're in denial. They keep trying to blame everyone else. They blame the federal government. They blame the the victims. They say it's anecdotal anecdotal rhetoric that are, or, or, you know, anecdotal rhetoric that we're bringing forward, et cetera, these anecdotes, um, and on and on they go, just trying to avoid anything but their own culpability for the fact that they refuse to act. The second thing I would do is make sure that we bring back a modernized version of Riverview, where we compassionately and carefully and lovingly take those folks off the street who have severe mental health issues and put them in 24-7 care where they can be properly looked after with proper psychiatric and medical supports because we have to understand that we have failed the mentally ill and we cannot leave them to their own devices to be roaming the streets, exploited and abused by drug dealers and others. And the third thing I would do is set up a provincial police force of at least 100 police officers that can police anywhere in the province and then be able to send them into communities to support local police to make sure that our streets are safe for people to walk on. I am never going to accept a situation where there are parts of the downtown core in a major city like Vancouver or Prince George or Nanaimo or any other Victoria where people cannot feel safe walking. That is unacceptable to me. You're right. I was born and raised here, and I do feel very similar 
to your uh, perspective on on just how unsafe it has become. I've never seen it like this before, so I agree with you on that. You brought up policing, and and I must ask, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the municipal police force in Surrey and the new mayor there saying that is going away. There's a government piece to that puzzle. When you talk about a a provincial police, which is something that I experienced when I lived in Ontario for a bit, the OPP, the Ontario Provincial Police, is that the model you're looking at? as a possibility and what do you think might happen with the Surrey Municipal Police? No, I'm not talking about setting up a a whole provincial police force to replace the existing forces. I'm talking about a dedicated police force that will have the ability to go into any part of the province and support local policing to make sure, for example, that if the VPD needs some supports to help them, you know, clean up areas in Vancouver, whether it's in Yale town or whether it's on the downtown East side or Chinatown, that they will get those extra supports and they will be there to backstop them and help them do their job to make sure streets are safe. This is the basic, most fundamental issue of government is to keep people safe in their own communities. And the kind of um, crimes that we're seeing out there, four people a day randomly attacked in Vancouver. That's just the reported cases. Just keep in mind, that's almost 120 people a month. And, yeah. and these are attacks like, you know, vicious attacks, like um, we're talking uh, machete attacks on people, uh, people yeah. being hit in the head with hammers, struck in the head with lead pipes, uh, racial slurs, uh, you know, thrown out at people, stabbings uh, in Tim Hortons, uh, you know, uh, on a Mexican tourist, a young man in Yale town stabbed to death by a, a random stranger. I mean, this has to stop. And, and I can yeah. tell you, I, I put this right at the feet of the existing attorney general, because he has been the top law officer, David Eby, since day one. And he has yet to comment, not a single comment, on this report that he commissioned, by the way. And he's running to be the next premier of the province. And he will be once they uh, do what I'm certain they're going to do, which is drum out that uh, young woman that is trying to uh, enter the race. I got to leave it there for time. I could go on for another hour. I know you've been very busy. We were trying really hard to get you on the program today. Thank you for being uh, available and and for giving us your uh, unfettered uh, perspective. Appreciate it. Really appreciate being on the show, Jody. Thank you.